and welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Today, thank you so much for joining us on episode 32, and we've got a very exciting episode lined up for you today. So today you are joined by your hosts, as always, Tiara and Jack. And today we have a very special guest on the podcast, and his name is Jason Woodforth. Now, many of the listeners would be familiar with Jason as he is currently the ICN president here in Queensland. So thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast, Jason. My pleasure, guys. Glad glad to be here. So before we get started with the main questions, we just want to uh, learn a bit more about you, and I'm sure the listeners do as well. So our first general question is, what got you started in the health and fitness industry? Uh, well, it probably goes back some 43 or 4 years because I started gymnastics back way back in 1975 or 76 and sport was it for me. So, uh, you know, my first uh, work experience job in high school, I was at a gym doing the split shift. Um, and then lo and behold, you know, the, as part of this year I was still there working at World Gym doing, you know, doing the shift in the gym. You know, just love gym life. I love health and fitness. Um, it's been a part of my life. If I haven't been working in it, I've certainly been involved in it in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And how did that uh, transition into ICN and bodybuilding? And I guess obviously working in a gym goes hand in hand with bodybuilding. So yeah, well, um, I, I suppose uh, I was always interested in trying. You know, when you're young, you, you try to lift as heavy a weight as you can. Um, hopefully, you don't break. And then um, I started a supplement store back in 2004, Body Zone over at G Bum. <clears throat> and um, I was writing programs and diets for people for many years before that. And then I thought, oh, well, you know what? Let's go down this way. And then in 2006, um, someone who I'd been supplying product to in Melbourne uh, rang me up and said, look, uh, Wayne from uh, Victoria, who runs in Australia, uh, back in the day was not ICN, said, um, you know, we're looking for someone. Could you find someone? I said, yeah, no worries. All. So I went and tried to find someone for a month or two. Anyway, then um, after I couldn't find anyone, one of the people I'd actually asked, actually Di Shipway, and many of your listeners will know Di Shipway. She goes, why don't you do it? I went, never even thought of it. So that was December 2006, December, uh, April 29th, I think the first show was. Um, four months later, I'm running the first show. Uh, back in the day, 50, there, here, here's some crazy stuff. Back in the day, 52 competitors for the first show. Um, it was a season A show, so it wasn't really big season A shows. Um, the season B show, from memory, was 104 competitors. Um, but in that 52, there was um, just 12, uh, was it 12 girls or 12 guys, 12, 12 girls, and three of them were sports model. And the only divisions you had was bodybuilding, figure, and sports model. Think about today's shows, and my Saturday is your bodybuilding and figure, right? And Sunday was, did not exist 13 years ago. Wow. There was no men's physique, swimsuit, angels, uh, fitness models. Uh, bikini, uh, male, male, male muscle model, nothing. There was none of it 13 years ago. Yeah, so that's where it's transitioned to. Yeah, and how many people would be at a show nowadays over the, the split two days? Uh, split two days uh, for sort of like the season A shows between 150 to 250 and for season B, 250 to 350. Wow, that's awesome. Wow, that is that is just amazing and it really reinforces just really how far the Federation has come over the years. I can't even... Wow, imagining, like, I ha- obviously had no idea what bodybuilding even was back in, what, this was 2007? Yeah, yeah, and, I mean, it, we've been going since 1991, but if you go back to the day of the army, well, it's been going since, you know, 1965. Yeah, wow, that is just incredible. 
And I guess that like that ties into like really how have you seen the industry change over these years? Oh, geez, where do I start? You know, the, <laughs> the, the biggest change has been no routines. Now, when I remember my first, I can't remember which year it was. It wasn't 07, but after the first season A and season B of 07, I just did with these routines. Now, these routines, people keep coming to me and saying, oh, I'll just wing it on the day. Now, our shows for 104 people, I remember, went for eight hours because you had all this music in this one minute and to get them on and off. And they were winning it. And half of them didn't even want to do it, you know. And I remember, so I said, no, you want next show? I'm going to count. Anyway, I didn't have didn't have the balls and I left them in. Anyway, uh, Brill from Body Rip back in the day walks in the next day and goes, oh, you gutless wonder. You did bloody routines again. You were going to take them out. I said, no, that's it, done. Done, they're gone. And so then I dropped them the next, um, next show. And I had one complaint from the whole entire lot of them. And mm. that one complaint, the person came sixth. You know, so <laughs> it was, she just wanted to get up there and do her dance, you know, yeah. and all yeah. the others. And then I got that much inquiry from dropping routines because it was a sticking point for everybody, you mm. know. And it's the same as the, the, the stage walk for the, um, the, the models. So many of them just don't want to do an individual stage walk. It scares the bejeebas out of them. You know, yeah. and so, and, and you know what? We can't compare individually anyway. So mm. you come out individually, you've got to go, well, hang on. She came out before and now like, there's 15 people. You need them side by side. It's yeah. the way to do it, mix them around. And we can spend that extra time with them all on stage um, rather than just all the individual stage. Mm -hmm. It does make a lot of sense. And I can safely say that I would rather do the comparisons with every, everyone else rather than do an individual uh, presentation. So, yeah, how about you, Tierra? Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, one day maybe I'd like to do certainly like an individual routine one day because I'm looking to test out like other federations. Like I'd really like to do IFBB bikini and I'm very aware that, you know, they do individual stage walks. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I've always been quite confident, you know, but I certainly understand how it is a lot more efficient for competitors and how a lot of people would be quite terrified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and look, it, it, not, not everyone's terrified, but the majority, it's kind of like public speaking. You know, yeah. the, the, the um, thing in America, they did a survey, more people would rather be, be dead than public speaking. Yeah, wow. that was a choice. Yeah, so, and then I'm on the, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. I don't mind gra like grabbing a microphone and going up on a stage and be like, "Hello." <laughs> yeah, we're all different in that sense. <laughs> what else have you seen change, Jason? Um, so we changed that, which was just it was just a game changer. And then another one was bringing the music and making the music go all day long. There, there is nothing more boring than just hearing heels walk out. You know, like we we what we do is we turned it into a show. And that's what we want to give back to the competitors, a show to shine. Um, and I'm actually adding, literally every show I've done, I've added something. And I'm adding something lighting-wise to the next one. Mm. Um, you know, there's just something we always just keep adding and adding and adding and just coming up with new ideas. And these all these little tiny things over the years have made the difference. Because if you went back to a show 13 years ago, you wouldn't even recognise it. You'd, you'd think it was a show from the 1970s, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I must admit I've tried to uh, search Spotify and Google for the ICN music for my workouts, but I haven't been able to find it. <laughs> uh, actually, actually, you just reminded me, Jack, actually I've got some videos from back in the day from 2007. Um, I must pull it out and actually play it and see what it looks like. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That'll be, 
sorry, sorry. Uh, the other one is um, also uh, MC wise. I, I, I copied uh, a mate of mine, Damon Hayhow, from down in Melbourne now. One of the best MCs you'll ever have on a microphone. All these small devil in the detail things matter. So that just creates the whole atmosphere, the show, um, other things that um, I won't give away all my secrets. But, uh, <laughs> that, but hey, you know what? They're all better to be seen. You can just go there and see them, uh, but yeah. they, all, they all make a difference. Mm. Yeah, for sure. That's what we can always guarantee. You know, our clients, when they want to compete with ICN, the shows are just so well run. You know, the atmosphere is phenomenal. Everything's on time. You know, everyone's supported. And yeah, just the way that the stage is presented and with the constant music, there's just such a good, there's so much energy. It's it's fantastic. You've done a really, really good job there, Jason. Yeah, thank you. And and there they look. Running on time is, look, it is guesswork, and sometimes it goes wrong, and it has. Not often. Um, we've got it down to a bit of a fine art, so to speak, but we got caught short at Sunshine Coast. What happened at Sunshine Coast show was there was no stairs either side. Mm, so yeah. they just walked straight on, and they just walked straight off. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and we, we were like 30, 40 minutes earlier, and we had to purposely slow the show down, which we've never had to do before. Mm. Because we were only going to get quicker because of the stairs. Yeah. Um, and so, and also the other thing is we can wait between divisions, right? And just I want people to know this. There's one thing I want them to know is that we're not rushing from going one division to the next. The division's done. The athletes are off the stage. The ones next are ready to go. I'm ready to go as MC. My judges are ready to go. Um, the spectators are ready to go. Do, do I just walk over to the judges? Hey, how are you going, guys? Yeah, what's happening tonight? Yeah, yeah, and just waste waste a minute just so that it doesn't look rushed. But we're not rushing; we're ready to go. But you add that one minute per division, and I've got ninety five odd divisions coming up this show. That's ninety five minutes. I'm going to hang you around for no other reason than yeah. you want me just to stand, just doing nothing for a minute or two minutes, and I make it two minutes. And all of a sudden, we got like a three-hour extra show, <laughs> right? And and that's the thing is, so we're not rushing by anything. The, the division's done. They're off the stage. Let's call the next division on. Yeah, no, no. We actually see it as very, very efficient. And especially as from a spectator's view, you want to see the next competitors. You don't just yeah. want to see an empty stage. That's not why you came to watch the show. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know what? That's that on, on um, I remember when I had my, sh- my shop, someone had gone to New Zealand to watch a show after I'd canned um, for a couple of years, uh, the, the routines. Anyway, they came back and they were saying, oh, we haven't saw this show. I said, oh, it was just dreadful. I said, why? Oh, they did routines and we're just sitting there. Yeah. See, the, the individual routine's great if you've got 200 people that you brought. If not, the atmosphere just goes. Yeah. And a lot of people with their individual routine, this is for bodybuilding, not for the models. For the bodybuilding, they use really slow music as well. Mm. So it just drops the atmosphere. You know, I'd rather give you an extra 30, 60 seconds with the pose down with ACDC just belting out. Yeah. Boom, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. yeah. Talking about. And I, I think everyone loves the competitiveness as well of comparing people side to side. And like you don't have anyone to compare to when you're just standing up there alone. And I can understand the crowd dying a little bit yeah. um, in that regard. It almost makes the, you know, the crowd feel like they can somewhat contribute. Like, you know, they can almost be a judge in their sense. They're like, oh, you know, I think number 28 is going to win. Or the person next one's like, no, no, number 34. <laughs> you know, it, it really adds a level of, yeah, it's, it's fun. 
And yep. Jason, I must ask because, you know, Jack and I for sure have said this before, but I'm sure everyone who's ever seen you at an ICN show, where the heck do you get your energy from? Because like, if anyone has energy on that day, it's you, especially doing two back to back days and on the on the mic the whole day. And like, where, where does it come from? What do you eat? <laughs> well, well, funny that you mentioned that, but I'm banned from free workouts, right? <laughs> But um, so I actually, uh, some fun facts. I always think about sharing this on the mic on the day. So back in the day, I thought, look, I really can't afford to go to the toilet. So I thought I'll have a very small breakfast for my first show. But by the second or third show, I thought, no, just don't have anything. So I haven't eaten on comp day for, say, 10 years. So I don't even have breakfast. So um, and then I, I have a half a litre of water in the morning. So I get a little bit of hydration. And then I only sip a half a litre of water for the rest of the day, no matter how long it goes. Um, I, the longest I'm able to go without having to go for a pee break is about nine or ten hours. Um, and then what I'll do is I'll strategically get the toilet barred for me um, and I'll get one of the judges do the quarter turns and I'll just zip and zip back. Um, and then uh, actually it was the last show, um, uh, just it's, it's Brisbane Classic, it was about an hour to go, and I just said to the audience, and the, the, come, I said, come on, come on. I just tried to build them up with me. I said, I'll hang in here. I'll go hard if you can. Come on. <laughs> and that was like after 10 hours of talking on the microphone. Um, but uh, you gotta, you got to give it to the competitors from the first to the last like that because they all deserve it. And mm. that's why I'll call the last division as hard as I've called the first division, mm. you know, because they're the show. They've done all the hard work. And you got to do it. You got to give them the respect. Good for yeah. you. That that's that's great to hear. Yeah. So so yeah. So I don't eat all day. Um, sip half a sip. And if I do a two day show, I won't eat Saturday morning. Um, I won't eat till I get home Friday Saturday night. Um, I'll have a meal and then I won't eat again till I get home Sunday night. Actually, funny that is I was driving home from a Brisbane Classic show oh, a few years ago, nine thirty on the Sunday night, and I hadn't eaten obviously since seven thirty eight o'clock the night before. I'm driving home in the van because we've got to hire a van for all the stuff we take. And I'm just thinking, I feel amazing. I feel on fire. And I hadn't eaten, any, I hadn't eaten anything. You know, mm. like, and they do say that, that, you know, like the longer you go, all of a sudden you get more energy because the mm. body has, has to sort of like spend its energy um, digesting. But in saying that, I'd also been going, you know, like I'm going to actually probably do a step count this time because I'm sure I walk probably five or ten kilometres and I, yeah. squat down that little, I squat down that little seat um, oh, probably two, three hundred times. Mm. You know, but after all that, I'm just driving home, just feeling amazing from eating no food. Yeah. Well, I guess that debunks every myth, you know, as that any dietitian would say that food is fuel. So (laughs) you've just proved us wrong. (laughs) And from that, I now fast every Sunday. So and then because of the Saturday Sunday thing, I started doing Saturday Sunday for about five years. But now I've dropped the Saturday and I eat Saturday when I can be bothered. Um, The very first Saturday, I actually decided to do a um, to break my fasting Saturday. Um, I forgot to eat, so that's, yeah, that didn't work. So yeah. How does it go speaking so much? Like, do you find that your throat ever gets sore? Or are you just a tank, and you just have gotten so used to it? Um, gotten so used to it, and uh, my voice isn't as I can hear it now. There's a bit of a, like a, a Darren Lockyer thing happening in it, <laughs> and I've, I've, yeah. So I've probably wrecked my voice box a little bit from all of it. Um, mm-hmm. And back in the day, it's probably only been the last couple of years where my my voice wouldn't have been hoarse after it. So mm-hmm. literally the next day, it might take a few hours. Otherwise, I'm good. But that's only because it's so used to it. And now it, I, I know it's not as clear as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So we thought we'd get into the, I guess, the bulk of the questions now. And we wanted to start off yeah. with essentially going through all the major or pretty much all the divisions for males and females and starting off at um, bodybuilding potentially and just explaining uh, basically what makes up that division, what the judges look for, and basically a quick summary as well, if that's possible. Yeah, cool. So um, bodybuilding and figure, pretty much all similar. Okay, so what we're looking for, it's not, it is bodybuilding. So you've got to look like you've built the body, right? It's not the leanest. Okay, you've got to have the size. If you've got the size and you've done enough leanness, you'll get it over the guy that hasn't got the size um, that is shredded to the bone. Okay, so it's not a, it's not a diet challenge to see if you can get the most shredded. Yes, it is, but make sure you keep the size with it, if that makes sense. Okay, so the judges, it, it's, you know, what people have to remember is it, it's front and back. Okay, so we have to judge the back as well. So the best front may not win because the best front had nothing at the back. Mm. So the biggest thing I say to people on the back pose is make sure you flex it. The number of people that don't flex the back properly because they haven't looked at it in a, a mirror live one-on-one, go into David Jones. Make sure you've got the octagon mirror thing happening so you can do a pose and see it while you're doing it. Yeah. Okay? And and also I see people not flex. Like, if sorry, I digress again. But, you know, like, You'll get there and you'll flex your forearms so hard you forget to put your biceps and triceps on in the front and redouble. You know, or remember, there's one tip I say at the posing classes all the time, and this is all the stuff we bring up at the posing class, is your front pose, especially in symmetry, is your rear pose. Your rear pose is your front pose, and your front pose is your rear pose. But what people go and do is they go and try and squeeze their back and shoulder blades together instead of being nice and wide mm. and thinking that they've got their, their back on. They haven't. They've got their back in, and now they've got no shape, no V-taper at all. And this is really important in all divisions, but more so in bodybuilding and figure, and especially classic figure, which is the old figure international, is to get that V-taper out. And you go around the back and you wreck it. But also your, your, front, your front pose is also your side pose. Because the whole idea is to keep those shoulders wide with the back out and just turn. And a lot of people try and turn those side poses into a muscularity pose, okay? Think symmetry round is symmetry. Don't flex it up because we've got muscle poses to see your flex, okay? We need to see that that, that shape. And I, I'm, I'm jumping ahead, but men's physique is very important for that. And you've got to keep those wide shoulders because symmetry in men's physique, we are looking for that X factor and that, um, that V taper coming down. But so are we in uh, bodybuilding. But bodybuilding is so much, you know, just straight up muscle, you know, yeah. and also symmetry. You know, you can be too bottom heavy or top heavy. Um, and yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so I wanted to digress a little bit and just like that's a great um, reinforcement of how important posing is and starting early and making sure you're 100% on track. And for any listeners who are in the um, Brisbane area, we highly recommend um, going to the workshops hosted by Jason because you get to learn from the best and it's a great, great way to practice your posing as well. Yeah. And look, also with, um, like I use bodybuilding as an example is, you know, when you do the front double bicep is think about this is we see a lot of those wrists that are like really cocked hard and working hard or in figure, they've got their hands so tight. Your hands don't make your biceps and triceps turn on. Mm. Think about that. You can turn your biceps and triceps on and move your hands. So if you can do that, all of a sudden I've got my biceps and triceps on. I mean, you guys can see me, so you know what I'm doing. Um, the, the listeners can't, right? Yeah. But I've got my biceps and triceps on. They're on with my hands. So if I've got my mm. hands like that, I can easily just put them in place. 
Yeah. And you've got to remember that your neck doesn't work your body either. A lot of times we'll see like, oh, no, <laughs> it doesn't work the rest of your body. You should be able to do a pose in figure and bodybuilding, but being able to talk and move your head side to side. That means you've got the muscles that are working, working, and you've got control. And also the other one also is in bodybuilding and figure is be up, actually in all divisions, be upright. When you're upright, you can do a pose, right? But when you're leaning backwards, all of a sudden, you're concentrating on your balance and everything else. And also our lighting, our lighting works on you being upright, mm-hmm. okay? And again, I you know you, you guys can see me, the listeners can't. But if you're standing upright and our lighting at about 30 degrees is coming in and down to the judges, all of a sudden you stand down like facing your back down towards the judges, which you think are six foot under the ground. They're not. They're, they're actually <laughs> quite a wet way out. That's the old days. You see the army one where he's up on that massive high stage. So we've got this thinking that, you know, the judges are way down there. They're not. They're actually out there. And so therefore stand upright. And when you stand upright, you can do every pose better, whether it's figure, bodybuilding, physique, male muscle model, be upright. And that's your true symmetry as well. Again, digressing is in the, the model poses, when you lean over too much from the hip, think about this. The more you lean, if your legs are upright and say they stand a metre tall and your upright is 60 centimetres tall, just for argument's sake, and as you bend over, your symmetry changes, mm-hmm. okay? Because the more your top half bends over, all of a sudden your 60 becomes 50, becomes 40. And now you've got this little tiny top half symmetry compared to your legs are still the same. So be brave. I said, what I said to the post class, be brave and stand up, all right, um, in, in all poses. And it looks way better in the bodybuilding and figure if you are standing upright. Um, and girls in figure, practice being on that back leg so that when you're doing your side tricep, tri- side chest, is if you've got all the weight on the back leg and dropping on the back leg, you can either have the, the front leg tucked in to show hamstring or you can have it kicked out to show quad. And you can easily just kick it in, out, in, out because all your weight's on the back foot. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Those are some great tips. And let's move on to men's physique then. Yeah, men's physique would be good. Okay, cool. And look, on all physique, men's physique, bodybuilding, and figure, I just want to um, capture tan for a second. So, tan, um, we've seen some really bad tans. People coming out white, people coming out green. Um, guys, with your, guys, with your face, Get the darkest lady's makeup and put it on. Um, there's, no, there's nothing worse than seeing him just coming up to his neck and stopping. Yeah. <laughs> so do put the um, – and even with my ball head, when I competed, um, the first year I used the dream tan and I put it on, on my head. It looked terrible. And then one goes, no, 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 you don't put the dream tan on your head, you, you bald dummy. You put it on and put the makeup. So we put makeup all over my head. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so that looked fine. But also mm-hmm. think about your gloss. You know, Dream Tan is probably one of the better ones. I, I love Dream Tan, but it still doesn't have enough shine. So if you are really shredded, then throw a light, light coat of canola oil um, and please do it with a towel on, on the ground, okay? We don't want the girls slipping over, even the guys. <laughs> not, not just not just a bottle <laughs> right over the head. Yeah, yeah. so um, put the spray in about five minutes beforehand and because the leaner you are, the more that will make things pop. You know, the last thing you put on a, a, a bikini girl because they've got more curve than um, shred is you don't put the canola oil on the bikini girl. Okay, because that actually makes things look bigger. All right, so the, the, that's the old trick of um, uh, putting Vaseline on your lips makes them look bigger. Yeah. So um, yeah. So now with with men's physique, uh, look, some of the guys that are turning up, they're a bit too big. 
and you know they're, they're scared of going to bodybuilding and being the budgie, budgie smugglers is it, it can hurt you if there's one thing that can hurt you in bodybuilding i uh, sorry men's physique we'll look and just go sorry man you're looking like a bodybuilder we're gonna have to knock you down a couple of places and you know in the states they've actually now got uh i can't remember the federation they've actually got a, a, a more muscular men's physique division oh, and geez. then a men's physique division because the big guys were going in it and going well hey, sorry you're not men's physique yeah. you know um and that brings me to something i can say in bikini when i you know we judge the criteria and that's the important thing for people oh, i'll go there now is we judge the criteria so i say it on the mic a lot of what we're looking for say in i want to use bikini in particular because a lot of girls have jumped in bikini um, and this is why we also let them go into all divisions, whereas some other states don't in both our federation and other federations, is my, my, I'm comfortable with my judges to look at that and go, she's not bikini, she's not placed in top five, she comes out in sports model and wins, mm. okay? The best body does not win the, the, the division if it doesn't fit the criteria. Yeah. So, you know, coaches listening out there, trainers listening out there, by all means here in Queensland, if you're not too sure, go in all three and we'll sort you out. But do me a favor. Don't go off the first division and be disappointed because you don't know why you didn't finish in top five or top three or whatever going if you didn't go across the three. Wait till the end of the day and go, ah, place top three in all those divisions. That's mm. my home. Yeah, great. Excellent. So, um, yeah. And look, you know what? Never be disappointed with where you finish because the only person you can control is you. Right. And if you put the best version of you on stage, that's winning. If that's your mindset, you can't lose. And my last time I competed was, uh, I think five years ago to, it was 44. And I went down to Sydney, one one rab shows and I had the time of my life, you know, and I didn't finish top five, but I, my, my conditioning was my best. Yeah. Yeah. And I got that medal and I did what I've seen so many of my competitors do. They got that medal and, 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 um, proudly put up in the air off their neck and, you know, just a, a fist pump or whatever. I was so proud of my achievement. So winning, if winning matters, you're in trouble if you come second because you're an instant loser, okay? So just think winning is putting the best version of yourself on stage. You can't control the rest. You can't control the other competitors and what they did. You can't control those bloody idiot judges down there that don't know what they're doing, um, you know? So just keep with that mindset. You have the time of your life on that. And that's what we love as well about ICN is that um, regardless of whether you come first or fifth or last, like everyone is still represented the same and everyone still has a great time. They can all take photos at the back in front of the in front of the uh, backdrop and all that sort of stuff, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah, everyone's everyone's so well respected. And, you know, like show day, it's very, very celebratory. But just like you alluded to, it's really about the journey and just remembering oh. everything that you have actually gone through to get there that day and really being the best version of yourself. So, yeah, it's just a competition against you. Yep, that's it. That's it. And, and you know, look, I know we got the pros out there. But they can't, and you know, there's prize money for the pros. But at the end of the day, you know, they also can't control anything. So all they can do is just do the best they can. And it is what it is. And then, you know, like I said, to a bodybuilder overseas who goes, uh, half the shows I won, I reckon I should have come second. And half the shows I came second, I reckon I should have won. You know, so you just can't control it. You just got to keep, you know, just chipping away, chipping away, just doing the best version of you each time you can. It's all you can control. Mm. Yeah, so let's touch a little bit more on men's physique. What are you really looking for in men's physique? Okay, so men's physique would be not looking like a big bulky bodybuilder. 
is the best way to describe it, okay? The guys won't have the big set of wheels. Um, they won't have um, big rounded chests or big mu full muscle bellies in the in the biceps and triceps that you instantly say, oh, man, you're doing bodybuilding? You know, like, um, yeah, so just a, a slightly sleeker, but not by much, not by much, okay? And how, that, what about um, leanness as well for the men's physique? Yeah, look, in all men's divisions, br bring in the shred, man. Yeah, whether it's awesome. um, whether it's men's fitness, um, male body, male muscle model, uh, physique, bodybuilding, bring the shred. Back in the day, so the only division you probably wouldn't bring the shred with was um, men's fitness. You'd still be shredded, but not to the degree these boys have brought it. And sorry, on that point, you go back in the day, Miss Fitness was nowhere near as hard as it is today. Mm -hmm. the, the competitors have moved the boundaries. Mm. Absolutely. Miss Bikini is not the Miss Bikini from 2007. You know, that, that's sort of like a pub bikini competition back then. You know, yeah. now, now these girls, you know, they're, they're deadlifting, they're, they're, they're glute camps, they're, they're, they're serious. You know? mm. And, sorry, another one, I mean, I digress a lot. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I, was speaking to a report, I was speaking to a reporter last year and they said something about um, the bikini girls and bodybuilding. And some, I don't know how it came up about what she said or I said. And I went, after all this time, of course, bodybuilding, we associate with just the bodybuilders. But whether you're bikini or a bodybuilder, you are building a body. Mm. So even bikini girls are bodybuilders, you know, because, and you see some of these before and after photos of these bikini girls, you go, wow, you know, just amazing, you know, like especially the rear pics where they've changed their glutes, they've changed their, just their everything, just amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Bodybuilding is definitely becoming an umbrella term to encompass all different types of physique athletes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good. Awesome. Let's move on to men's fitness. I'd really love to know what is the difference between uh, men's fitness and muscle model, especially. What are you looking for there? Okay. So th those two are unique to Queensland. Um, it hasn't uh, sort of gone further than me at the moment, which is fine. But the, the reason why is some big guys were entering men's fitness. And literally, I was having comments from the smaller guys. When I say smaller guys, 70 to 80 kilo, right? Um, at, well, let's say 65 to 80, and these big 90 kilo units or sort of 85, 90, 95, and we're winning. And they're just going, well, we can't compete. And, you know, for an overseas show, I remember um, one of our pros wasn't going to go over because he said, no, I'm not going to waste my money because that guy's going to win. And sure enough, this man mountain, like <laughs> we're talking 20-inch arms, six foot five, and it was just like he – that's not men's fitness. <laughs> so then, then you've got to think, and, and this is where some judging panels were getting men's fitness wrong, is men's fitness is who would you give this product to to go and um, uh, go and put a, an advert on TV? Mm. You know, you're looking for that face, that body, that shape. And, you know, like when you're putting a, a, mom, a bodybuilder on there, I mean, this guy, I remember in the States when I walked past, Kyoshi Moody, one of our um, world champions, his arms were bigger than our bodybuilding world champion. And I was like, wow. You know, I thought, I've got to do something different here. So the very first year I did it, it was just brilliant. We had four or five guys already entered into it, and there was a couple of guys that went in men's fitness. So I just said, guys, you're going to be fourth or fifth here, but I want you to join in um, the next division. And they jumped on stage, and here you could see it because the division before were the smaller guys like myself, right? I'm five foot, uh, five foot eight and a half. That eight and a half is very important. Um, is that uh, I'm very tall for my height um, and, so, and only weighs just under 70 kilos on stage. But someone my height that's 80 kilos 
it's just looking big, especially mm. shredded. That's big. So yep. we put them into the bigger div, and it's just worked a treat. And then when you get one of the true men's fitnesses going into the male muscle model, even the winner of men's fitness sometimes one year, um, he came second, he went to male muscle model, and he looked like just so small. He was still shredded and still looked great. I'd still have his physique any time of day, but compared to the bigger guys. Yeah. So it's sort of like packing on the muscle and you look like a really big physique or bodybuilder, go in male muscle model for us. And we don't care how big you are because that's the whole idea of it. Um, but yeah, our fitness models still have muscle, don't get me wrong, all right? Um, but they're just we just turned it something different just to sort of separate the two. Mm. And what about because uh, I've noticed that nationals they also have um, classic physique. Is that this, that's not that's something different to muscle model again? Is it? Oh yeah, actually should have brought up classic physique when we did physique. So we brought classic physique in last year because a lot of guys um, in physique that did have a bit of shape in their wheels wanted to sort of like put them on display. Okay, so okay, we'll bring out classic. But with classic, the most important thing is you must do the classic poses. So if you do give me a normal front double bicep and the guy next to you gives me a classic, even if the other guy is not shredded, is not more muscular, he wins mm. because he did the correct pose. So we can't give you one single point on a normal bodybuilding pose. And what we had happen in the first show was exactly that. Some guy did every pose right. I actually did one pose wrong, but he won four poses out of five because he simply did the right poses. So it's judge. You must do the pose for us, classic style, for us to judge it. You don't do the classic style. It is a straight red cross zero. Okay. Mm -hmm. And funny story, the World Championships was so tough um, back in uh, October last year at the Sheridan. We had like about a dozen guys up there. And seriously, not one of them did the whole lot right. Oh. And, you know, and we, so we had to pick the guy that did closest to the most right and then who was in the best condition. Mm -hmm. Funny story, as I go, pose down, right? Oh, and if you, come the, if you come into the show, see what I do for every single division. It's almost identical for when I call for pose down. There's something the I've done. The, the <laughs> sleep on stage. Whenever I'm with my clients, I'm like, all right, so right at the end, Jason's going to run up to the stage, slap it and scream, pose down, and the music is going to go louder and everyone's going to race to the front. <laughs> yeah. and, and just on that, look, I'll, I'll, I'll digressing. I'll come back to the, the, the Zeke thing in a second. Classic is um, when you come to the front, we've already done the judging. Okay, it's very rare that we have to go, hang on, we'll just have a look in the pose down. We would do that out of 100 divisions, maybe two or three times tops, oh, wow. right? So know that it's done, okay? So don't race towards the front and don't race towards the middle to the judges, okay, because we're finished, all right? If anything, <laughs> yeah, yeah, go to the outsides, find your friends and family, walk around, just enjoy that 30 seconds, 60 seconds, yeah, yeah. So, so, um, you but, guys, so you guys don't judge the pose down at all? Not nope, at all? Nope. Okay, yeah, like that's, said, that's very, it, very good to know. Yeah, like I said, 97% of the time, judging is done, probably even 99. We've only on the rare occasions, and it's it can I could go two or three shows with never doing it, and all of a sudden, two or three times, we've had to just double check, all right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's very rare, okay? So, so don't go and work the front. Just go and have some fun, yeah. And please don't push anyone off the stage. <laughs> There's a video yeah. of that happening in the States, actually. Oh, so gosh. Just... <laughs> um, but going back to, 
I just wanted to ask where you would recommend getting some resources for the classic physique poses because the body bodybuilding ones everybody knows. But is there anything on the ICN Queensland website or? Uh, yeah, there's some on the um, ICN uh, uh, main page on our head office page. They're on there. Um, but also, if you want a specific posing coach, happy to put a, um, a word out there for Peter Hartwick. Um, mm-hmm. Pete looks after a lot of our guys and girls and just is one of the best posers in, in the world going and especially classic physique style. So he'll certainly set you up with some good classic physique poses. He knows what to do. Yeah, one, of the, one of the gurus when it comes to posing. But sorry, go, and going back to classic physique, then what happened, I called for the pose down and all of a sudden they come to the front, they're doing all these Arnie poses, Zane poses. <laughs> and Scotty walks up to me, he's a Scotty Biber who was doing the show with me. He walks up to me and goes, they're doing the poses now. <laughs> oh, my God. So make sure you do the poses that are right for the division. And if you're not sure, come along to the posing classes. Um, you know, and it's great. Look, with the posing classes, coaches are welcome. And, you know, like a lot of coaches do come along and feel free to come out the front um, and help me and uh, see what we're doing. Um, uh, but a lot of pose, uh, coaches also, which is great, send their whole team. Just, just go, just so that you know what you've got to do. And, you know, like, it, it's great. And newbies, uh, people have been around for a while. We've changed poses on people just weeks out because as they dialed in, something else sprouted. And we go, whoa, hey, look at that. You gotta, let's change that. So don't be too set in your ways. Have that 5% flexibility. And on bodybuilding, if I go back to it, we do bodybuilding and figure poses, classic poses on both sides, on the side tricep and the side chest. Because just because you feel comfortable on one side doesn't mean it's the right side. Okay. So make sure you're trying both sides all the way through. Because if you dial it in, something just all of a sudden pops more on the other side. Guess what? You've been practicing it. So you can just flick around to it. No problems at all. Okay. And, oh, damn, lost the point. That's right. Keep, continue. I've lost the point. I'll come back. So I guess we've talked a lot about the male divisions. So I guess it would probably be appropriate now to move into the female categories. So first, I guess we might as well start with bikini. Yeah, and, and let's start bikini and swimwear kind of in the same in the same area. If I look at swimwear just for a second, our swimwear winners do come from mainly bikini and sometimes some sports models. Okay, so what we're looking for in swimwear, like bikini, is we're not looking for muscles. Okay, so we're looking for very similar things in both, and hence why sometimes you'll have the same overall winner in swimwear and bikini. Mm-hmm. Um, or certainly this, the winners in both are probably in the overalls for both. Okay, we're, we're looking for when you pose, have you got good tone? Okay, have you got good shape? We're not going to judge it, say, when you walk and there's some lines in your quads. Okay, mm-hmm. that's kind of unfair, all right? Yeah. Or if you walk and there's a bit of ab happening. But I've got to say that if you've got some ab happening and some lines in your legs and you've got delts that are capped and a vein running down your um, your arm, you're probably in the wrong division. Yeah. <laughs> so in bikini, I say to the judges, I said, you can, they can have one strength, okay? But if all of a sudden they show us one strength, two strength, three strength more, they're in the wrong division. And we had one girl one year, just a few years back, did the back pose. And we judge what you show us, Okay. So if you go at the back and go, but that girl had abs, but she never flexed them. Well, how can we judge that she had abs? We didn't see them. Okay. So keep that in mind as well. We judge what you show us. So if you don't turn something on, you're meant to turn on. Well, we can't say that, well, you had the biggest wheels. You forgot to turn them on. Okay. Um, And if you don't show us in, say, bikini, that 
this girl, okay, so she had this crazy back. I mean, the back was amazing. One of the best backs you've ever seen in a figure division, right? We could have we gone with it and left her where she was, but when she turned around, the abs came on. So she slid back, okay? Mm. She was too good for bikini. You know, she left her legs off, which, which suited bikini, but the upper body, unfortunately, just screened another stronger division. Okay, so just learn what to turn on, what to turn off. Um, and in your back pose, if the arms up pose really shows too much muscle in bikini, think about an arms down pose or just switching off the flex that you do on your back. Okay. Um, again, we are, you know, like you might say, well, they should be in another vision. Well, no, what you pose is what we, we, we score. And a lot of girls say to me, actually girls in particular say this, I want a really good, good body like hers, but I don't want veins or anything like this looking when I'm doing a workout. I said, I'm sorry. If you want that looking just when you're standing, when you pick up a weight, you got to look a little bit crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, that bikini girl can pick up a weight and look crazy, but she's got to look crazy picking the weight up because the muscle's under tension. And when it's not under tension, she's just standing there. That's what we're judging. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plus, a, a few veins, personally, I think they look damn cool. <laughs> oh, hey, hey, don't get me wrong, but that's where we're moving the sports and fitness and bigger. Okay. Yeah. So, you Oh, look, I love muscles on girls. You know, go for it. You know, the heart is there. No, no drama there. But bikini's not about having too much muscle. Yeah. Okay. So I guess this would be good to touch on what are the main differences then between bikini and fitness and sports model? Okay. So the main difference is once you start hitting sports model and fitness, you basically bring it on. You can have cap shoulders, veins, abs, uh, you, you name it. And look, the difference between sports model and fitness is so little, it's not funny. Um, we just allow girls in fitness, probably if they get a little bit harder, we'll go, yeah, you know what, go a little bit harder in this division. But many a time, fitness and sports winners are the same. But sometimes the same girl in a fitness outfit doesn't look the same in sports mm-hmm. and vice versa. Okay. And in sports, we're still looking for maybe that bit more sportier look, um, the sort of look you put on a front cover of a magazine. Whereas in fitness, maybe it's just a little bit harder. Um, and we're looking for, you know, you have a bit more definition, a bit more muscle sort of thing. But, uh, but again, it, it's very close. I mean, if you even saw uh, a post that uh, Tony Lanciano put up with the sports and fitness division as an example, and I looked at them and just went, man, they're so close, it's not fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's why both girls tend to do both. Um, I shouldn't say tend to do both. I split this three or four years ago because a lot of girls in the sports model, we called it back then, um, didn't want to do the fitness because they didn't want to go into bikini. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, well, let's do one and one. Okay. And that's where, that's why we split it. I'm still happy we split it because we still get more girls doing sports model that don't want to do fitness and go into bikini heels thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think the, the posing looks like a lot of fun. I'm really excited next year to do the sports model division because just being in sneakers, you know, and you can bounce around a little bit more. It's just a really fun category for girls, I think. Yeah, and you know what? And, and and there's a slight difference as well. So say the girl who wins fitness, who has a bit of a sports model body, and she has to because they're so similar, but she gets into that sports model because posing and presentation is so important, right? And you just do these uh, just ordinary turns. You're not bouncing around. There's no energy. Look, one thing we really say about your pose, and this goes back to posing classes again, is, um, oh, actually, I did this fun thing at the posing class the other week. Had about, oh, about 20 of them there. Had about four rows and they're quite close together. And the mirror that we were in was very close as well. And I got them all to put a big smile on my face. And I said, make sure you can see 
in your peripheral vision, at least three, four, or five other smiles, right? And I said, on my count, I want you to drop the smiles and give me a bitch face, right? <laughs> and anyway, they, I went, now, and it's boom. And it was like a shot to the heart. Oh, they even felt it. And then I said, right, back on, boom. And it was just like, give us the energy. The there's lights nothing. brightened. Like, yeah. And you know what? There, there's um, the one thing the judges say all the time is if they've got to give a winner someone who hasn't got the state energy or smiling, but they're clearly the best body. If you are clearly the best body and your presentation isn't quite there and the smile's not there, you will still win, right? But remember, winning is the best version of you. But there's nothing worse than hearing the judges say, I wish she would just smile, okay? Mm. And we have back in the day put um, – I remember a, a, a time where the head judge called me over and said, we're going to put this one back uh, two places because of her presentation and that bitch face. And I looked over <laughs> I kind of knew who they were talking about. And I looked over and went, whoa, yeah. Because <laughs> remember, presentation plays a role. So give it. And you're up there anyway, so you might as well smile. But yeah, funny, Jesus, you've gone through so much to be up on that stage. You can at least be happy about it. Or else you have to ask your question. You're like, well, like, what are you even doing here? <laughs> Do you even want to be here right now? <laughs> or, or the fear of God. Have the fear of God on your face or something, right? But that girl actually a year later asked for some feedback. And I said, do you want me to be absolutely honest with you? And I said, she goes, yep. And she go, I said, well, it looked like you just had the bitchiest face. You were like, just what the hell? And she came back and said, no, you are so right. I'm so thankful for that. And I had this other girl who asked for feedback. But in giving me, asked me for feedback, she already gave me a summary of her own feedback. And she oh. goes, and I look like such a bitch on stage. <laughs> you know? And I went, yeah, you did. Yeah, and it matters. It matters. You know, I love the person who gets a top five, who gets um not a first, and you're not even somebody who's in the top five, and just air punches. Yeah. You know, like just gets a fourth. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I love. And I'll and you'll hear me on the mic saying that's the way to celebrate it. You know, it doesn't matter where. And like I'll see someone get just their achievement medal and hold it up, and I go that away thirty five, or if I don't know their name, I'll say their name. So that a way to celebrate it, and that's how you have a good day. Mm. You know, because you don't know what happened. You don't know what you did. Wait for the video replay. Wait for the photos back and go, oh, yeah, shit. I shouldn't have been disappointed. Look at me. I forgot to do that pose. I did that. I did that. You know, so, yeah. yeah. Out of interest, what about uh, smiling and bodybuilding as well? Um, yeah, look like, okay, yeah, I can bring up a, a two. Uh, okay, I won't bring up the year of the division, but I do a posing class. And the men's division was just, um, I'll, I'll do it for you guys because you can see me, but they do a front or a bicep and they just literally just – side chest and there was nothing there was nothing in these six guys faces head judge calls me over and goes if those blokes don't want to put in a fucking effort yeah, i'm gonna let a swear on here i just did yeah yeah, yeah don't worry that, that, that's how it was they can get the fucking stage and i thought to myself wow it's a big call but it's the right call because i was watching them and mm. i brought them the front of the stage and I said guys if you don't put an effort on and show it the judge is saying just get off and, uh, yeah, it makes a difference. Like, do yeah. it yourself at home. Just do a pose, a front of a bicep, just a pose and a smile, or, and then go and put the energy in. And look at the difference. And think about 10, 15, 20 people on stage. Imagine if they were just all bitchy and not trying. You guys, again, something. this is all the stuff we say at the posing classes. You guys are the show. Put on a show. Think about every turn. And I'll give Pete Hartwick a, another plug. You know, he said the other day in a, a posing class he came along to, he said, make every single movement count. 
Make it purposeful. If you're going to move an arm from left to right, move an arm from left to right with purpose. Mm. Okay? You can move an arm left to right or you can move an arm left to right. Yeah. And just think about that. And your your turns and your poses, be it bodybuilding or model, it's a routine. And if you just Google search some ICN um, uh, divisions, right, whatever division you're in, Google search it for an old comp. Someone will screenshot it on a YouTube video, right? And watch the people who do the same thing over and over. They practice a routine. And I can't give enough to get people on the, say enough to have people go onto the closed group page. So you've got ICNQLD community. That's our closed group page. And on there is a video from 2016 of Josh versus Josh. Mm, it I've is the most. That, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know what? Every time I start to watch it, just to like um, tag, retag myself in it so I can go back at the top, um, I watch the whole thing again. Yeah. I have rewatched that thing, I reckon, 15 to 20 times. But watch what the two boys do. It's a routine. You know, Josh Greeny practiced that thing for three months, the same thing. And now he looks back at it, he goes, Yeah, I still change a couple of things. But the important thing was he did the same thing. That was his routine. So whether it's bikini, whether it's angels, swimsuit, figure, you name it, think about what your routine is. And that way, if I, if I, like some of the girls do a step out halfway, you know, like I'll say, you know, they're just standing front on, right? And I'll just do a bit of a step out. And then I'll go quarter turn right. And then because it's part of their routine, they'll either come back and then do their quarter turn or they go, oh, you call quarter turn? I'll just continue on. So they're not phased by it. So make sure you've got your routine down pat. Yeah. So if I do happen to call quarter turn right and you've just gone and done something, feel free to go back and come back again. All right. And on those quarter turn rights, again, this is all the stuff we talked about post-class, is take your time. I don't mean take your time, go slow, but move your feet where you need to move your feet. Don't shortcut it and rush it. Okay. Yeah, it's not and the other, no, it's not right. And the other tip for the all the models is make sure when you step out, bring your upper body with you. Okay, you wouldn't do a waltz and leave your top half behind. Okay, bring it along and be symmetrical. Don't step your foot out and then push your hip out because then you're pushing your upper body backwards. So now your symmetry to us is all legs and this 45 degree angle of your upper body. Okay, and you're also away from the judges. So you're not in a positive position. If you want to be in a positive position, and again, this is things I say at the post class. If you're going to walk up to a girl or a guy at the bar and go, hey, how are you doing? Are you going to walk up leaning backwards? We're going to be positive and be forwards, okay? But you can be too far forwards. And guys in men's physique have done it a bit. They've really, because they've got the split legs, they're leaning way too far forwards, okay? you got to, uh, there's a tipping point where you go, dude, you, you, you're about to fall forwards, okay? And that was the same with the guy watching um, a men's bodybuilding class last year. He was so far back in his rear bicep, he actually fell over. Oh, okay, wow. be, up, yeah, be, be upright in all in all your work, but in your side in your side poses, especially men's bodybuilding, you have that slight lean forwards. It's a more positive and strong position. Mm. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And you also covered. I was going to ask about transitions as well, but from what you've said, it basically just adds to the overall presentation and um, fluidity of posing. Yeah, and, and use your hands. You know, use your hands in every division, male or female. Think about how you – and, again, you go back to Josh versus Josh for the guys. Watch how the boys use their hands. Mm. Um, then watch the girls that do it and use their hands. Um, you don't want to just keep your hands on your hips and turn around, okay? You want to move the feet. And also set your feet first, upper body second, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and also if you're on the outsides, do know this at Chandler and even at the Sunshine Coast Show, all of our Queensland shows, 
we can see you perfectly well from the sides to the middle. Okay. And if you think, oh, I never got looked at because I was on the ends. No, we looked at you. And one year we had that many top fivers come from the outsides because we could clearly see them. Our lighting is just the best in the country. Mm. From day one, I set this thing up in 2007. I was like, lighting, 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 gotta get the lighting. And when I turn up to a show and I see shit lighting, I'm like, it's the first thing. These yeah. guys have done all this hard work and you've delivered this shit lighting. So mm. unfair to the Yeah. Yeah, we got a, we got a massive lighting bill and we got a massive amount of lights. It's, it's huge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got to get that down lighting. <laughs> I guess we pretty much covered the all of the divisions. So we thought we'd move into just a couple of last questions from you. So, so this next question asks, what are your top tips for competitors to make the most of their competition experience? Oh, top tips. Um, enjoy the journey, number one. Okay, it's a journey of you versus you. And I go back to saying winning is putting the best version of you on a stage because anything else is putting too much pressure on you and it's too much pressure on the coach. Okay, and if the coach wants you to win, I'd actually say to the coach, well, look, don't, don't expect them to win. Expect them to do the best that they can do. And if they do the best that they can do, they won. Okay, so that's the top tip. And I say it again in all posing classes all the time. It's so important because, again, I go back to you come second, you're a loser. You don't get top five. I, I, I didn't get top five. If I showed you my, 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 two, my 2014 photos, you'd be going, wow. You wouldn't ask where I finished. It didn't matter. It just didn't matter. Okay. Mm. So, no, let the process take care of itself. Okay. So just let the process, girls in particular that have never bodybuilded before, put muscle on and at the same time taking the same amount of fat off. So the first few weeks, there's no change in the scales. And so don't get disheartened. Go by other measurements. Um, we had a girl at the transformation show, uh, last weekend. Um, I actually had to send a message to her trainer and said, Nat, is this right? 79, 79. There's no change in kilos. And I thought this was the case because I could see the difference in the photos. Mm-hmm. That she was going to come back with, yeah, muscle. I said, cool, no worries. Because I can clearly see the transformation. There's mm-hmm. nothing on the scales. And it was so good to have that girl on that stage, let people know they're not getting disheartened by that. So yeah. let the process just take care of itself um, and trust in the process. And especially with your coach, you've got a coach that's put people on stage before. Chances are that, that 99 times out of 100, they're going to get you there. Just just hang with it. Just hang mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. And the devil in the detail. Make sure you think about the devil in the detail. So, um, the right bikini color, okay? So girls' bikini, don't go with, say, a red bikini that matches your, red, your, your, your tan. So you can get that sort of, like, darkish red that sort of matches your tan color, you know, or don't go for um, a light, pale color. Don't wear your bikinis too high. Don't wear your bikinis too low. Guys, don't wear your bikini, your bungee smugglers too low, and guys in men's physique, don't wear your shorts too high or too low. Think about where they sit to give you the right symmetry look, all right? Mm. And girls, I talk about this again in posing class, scary hair. I love talking about scary hair. Okay. (laughs) Be it scary hair or any other feature that you take our eye off your muscle and all the hard work, right, you've done a disservice to your your body. You need to put things on your, whether it's jewelry, hair, makeup, tan, make it complimentary. So last year there was a girl that had this amazing bikini. I'm looking at this bikini just going, Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> okay, I'm looking, I'm looking, and I had to slap myself. You start looking at her body. Yeah. Okay. So then we had a girl um, many years ago on figure. She had this just massive hairdo, and the hairdo went upwards. 
right? And you guys can see me do this, obviously. So if you wear hair up, you actually, from your eye, you look up first. Mm -hmm. okay? Whereas you've got hair down, you look at their eyes and you'll flow down. So think about that. In, in all, all moral divisions for girls, just wear a soft curl that comes down. The, it'll just let us flow. So when my wife competed a few years back, I'm bald, right? She's a hairdresser of 25 years. I'm telling her how she's going to be wearing her hair, okay? <laughs> and she nailed it. It just complemented the division, complemented her look, and it just flowed down. Yeah, and we just made sure everything was about her body and that the symmetry was right with all the clothing and whatnot, and that's, that's another tip. Because I can take the best body and make it look like she wasn't even on stage. Just go, uh, did, did, what, did, didn't you compete? Yeah, I've got a cheese metal. Well, how's that? Because I just did this stance and I did this and I, my tan was crap and I wore my bikini too low so my, my symmetry was out. So there's all the sort of devil in the detail to think about as well. Um, and heel height. The highest girl does not win. Get a set of heels you're comfortable in. Jack, um, Jack just patted me on the back. I'm just no, really, Jack, she's really tall. I'm just really tall. <laughs> yeah. I don't wear but, high heels. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that being the case, stripper um, stilettos. <laughs> yeah, four or five inch heels are as much as you need. You can wear the bigger ones, and if you're comfortable, then great. But if you want to wear a lower pair, especially for that front platform, to have a bit more stability, go for it. Okay, the ones with no platform are actually harder because you're actually more upright. But, you know, it's sort of like a one centimetre, maybe a one-inch front platform. That's all you need. So don't get um, carried away with the tallest girl, okay? Mm -hmm. Cool. So we'll, uh, second last question before the final one. Uh, what do you see happening in the future for ICN? Oh, yeah, look, um, huge stuff. Uh, we're really excited because um, the worldwide family of ICN is now, I can't even remember how many countries we're up to, okay? But the, the exciting stuff, is what Korea and Italy are doing. And, you know, like uh, they, Korea in particular, last year had 900 competitors, oh right? Oh, yeah. This year they had, for their world title, 700. And I was just speaking to G on the weekend. He was over there judging. They started 8 a.m. in the morning. As much as those Koreans love their photos, right, which probably slowed down the process, <laughs> probably like a couple of hours. Um, they finished at 2 a.m. in the morning. Right, Jeez. and they would just go. He didn't leave the table except for a pee break. He was go, 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 go. But they had 700 competitors. So the exciting thing is where it's going worldwide. And otherwise, you know, look Australia wide. Um, it's just, it's, I'd, I'd say same, same. Um, I've added for something different. I've added for this show and probably keep it ongoing. Is for our pros a gold class. So pros really only have their pro division, um, pro uh, pro ams or pro um, shows. So at a gold class, now it's not a pro show um, and there will be some travel vouchers on offer, but it's essentially a, um, a place where the pros can compete um, knowing they can't compete against the amateurs. And it also gives me a, um, a division where what I can say is, I'd like this amateur, would you like to go up against the pros in the gold class? Mm. Because it's for pros and any invitees. Mm. Okay. So that starts um, first time in eight weeks' time at the um, oh, Queensland Top. Yeah. Damn, can't yeah. wait to see that. That'll be mm. very – I think that's yeah. that's a great idea. Yeah, you will actually, Nick Franciscus, who just um, messaged me, he, he missed the email and he goes, oh, wow, because like Nick's ready to go right now. Um, the, the, the man's amazing. But, um, yeah, it gives them somewhere to either throw a lead-up show to a pro show or, again, um, if they can't get the pro shows, it gives them at least somewhere where they can compete. Yeah, that's good because, again, there's so many opportunities for the amateurs to compete, but unfortunately, once you get that pro-level status, 
you don't actually have as many show opportunities sometimes. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, it's the worst thing about coming pro. And like some federations, you can't even compete here at anything. They've got nothing for you. You know, you've <laughs> got to go overseas. And you know, when you win prize money overseas, if you do, if you're lucky enough, it doesn't even really pay for the effort. You know, mm-hmm. um, so you know, like yeah, it's tough being a pro. Or um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's almost like, man, I love this, but and I'm really good at it, but I can't do it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, keep in mind, our pros, if you were a fitness pro, you could do sports model. Um, yeah. Obviously, you wouldn't do bikini because you'd be no good. Um, you could do angels, um, yeah, or you could step up to figure. Um, you just can't do your pro division. Mm. Yeah. All right, well, Jason, like, thank you so much for coming on today. I think that we have had a phenomenal, hilarious chat, and I think it's been really, really useful for all of the listeners. And before we sign off, we always ask our interviewee one last question, and that is one interesting thing that you learned this week, and it can be related to absolutely anything. Okay, cool. Uh, let's let's go with um, something an ICN Pro told me they were doing about their diet. Um, it's kind of something I kind of remember from someone doing it many, many years ago, but forgotten. So a bit of new, old information refreshed. And they're doing one meal a day and feeling amazing. And uh, it just reminds me to remind, you know, I've got 300 bodies on stage. There's different ways. It's horses for courses. So um, it sort of breaks down myths um, that we sort of like believe in that, you know, you've got to do three sets of 10 or you've got to do six meals a day it, it what works for you you know um i did my workout this morning didn't count a single rep you know and i destroyed myself yeah. <laughs> yeah everyone has their own personal journey and different methods of doing things different coaches uh i don't think anyone probably follows the exact same um prep com- compared to the next competitor yeah, yeah, and especially Jack and I as dietitians, you know, we're all about that client individualization and really forming strategies to figure out, all right, how do you really want to eat and what is going to work best for you? So that that's yeah. great to hear that, yeah, everything, different things work for different people. Yep, absolutely. Cool. All right. So, Jason, before we sign off, please let everyone know where can they find you, where can they get in contact with ICN, all of your details. Cool. Okay, so um, most importantly, if you're competing, be on the closed group page, which is ICNQLD community. Um, if you're just wanting to be a fan, just follow the fan page, ICNQLD. I do put the same information on both posts, uh, on both pages. And then we've got our Instagram, that's ICNQLD. And for coaches out there, if you're listening, um, Kirsten Tef- Telfer, who does our Instagram, more than happy to put your before and after photos up of your clients. Um, and we're happy to give you, your clients some um, uh, some free uh, kudos, and also we'll plug you as well. Um, let them know where they've uh, done the hard work and um, you know recognise you as a coach. So happy to do that. And then um, we've also got the app, Scotty, who runs Tropics. Uh, there is a Tropics page as well on Facebook as well. Um, sorry, Scotty, I don't know the name. I think just if you type in Queensland. Uh, it's I- just ICN Tropics, yeah. ICN mm-hmm. Tropics, beautiful. And so Scotty up there, who's our tech guru, he uh, did our app for us. So the app is com. Now, if you are competing, very important, we put the running programs on there. So literally, you have the program in the palm of your hand. So come the day of comp, you've just got to go to that, and you don't even have to refer to any of the pieces of paper we put up. It's right there. Um, one thing to note for the Queensland titles, though, I've got to change it. We're starting at 1 o'clock on the Saturday. That pro- The program on the app actually has it at 12. So we're moving bodybuilding figure to start at 1 p.m. on the Saturday. 
but that app's crucial, and uh, so is the closed group community page. If you can just request to be um, added on that, and I'll add you. Uh, feel free to join, um, add me as a uh, Facebook um, friend, uh, Jason Woodforth, ICN Queen, ICN QLD Prez, um, or feel free to send me an email, uh, whatever. I'll get back to you as quick as I can. Um, I try to get back to you within minutes or hours. Um, the worst time for me to try to get back to you is weekends. Okay, so I literally, like, I'm driving down 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, Burley Heads. By the time I get out of the car, I'm into opposing class for three hours. I then drive to, um, actually, I drive to Dad's first, pick up something. Then I got to drive to meet a, the uh, videographer about something. Then I'm driving to Coomera. I'll get out of the car. I'll do two posing classes. I'll drive home. So between that 11, 12 hours, I literally will not look at my phone for more than five minutes. Mm. And that's my Saturday and Sundays. So, but I will get back to you as quick as I can. And uh, look, this, the, the only stupid question is one you don't ask. If you're really not sure of something, just ask it. Flip me a quick question and I'll just get back to you. It just takes me a few seconds. No problems at all. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming on today. And guys, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories. Make sure to tag the ICN Queensland Instagram page, tag myself, tag Jack, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we'll catch you next week.